IABC Ottawa presents a Media Style production. The Voice offers expert insights and practical takeaways for people in the marketing communications industry. We're sharing the latest ideas and issues with sector professionals. What can we do to help you take your career to the next level? I'm Graham McCatchick, and this is The Voice. Media Style is a progressive, digital-first public affairs agency. Our team are experts at crafting strategy, creating content, and building communities of action, and measuring the results. We're passionate about what we do. We're innovators in social media and interactive design, and we're helping shape the new Canadian media landscape. So come visit our studio in downtown Ottawa. We'll put the coffee on and chat about how we can help you tell your story. Hello listeners, I'm really excited about this episode. Today we'll be delving into the world of omni-channel marketing. For those not familiar with the term, omni-channel is the ability to provide customers with a personalized path to purchase through seamless web, mobile, in-store, social, call center, kiosk, direct sales, and channel sales experiences. Large and small retailers are both struggling to achieve this. Which begs the question, is Omnichannel a golden panacea or an insurmountable world of hurt? I explored this big question at the National Retail Federation's Big Show 2015, a conference that brings together innovators in the retail realm. I've boiled down the many ideas discussed at the conference into five steps for Omnichannel success. Now, this is by no means an all-inclusive report, so please, weigh in with your opinions on our Facebook page or tweet us at IABC. Ottawa. The first step is determining if your company is ready to take on the omni-channel challenge. Vicky Cantrell, Shop.org's Executive Director and Senior Vice President of Communities, said managing organizational and operational change is key. So the two big areas of uh, omni-channel that the retailers are dealing with are organizational and operational. Organization is how your organization is structured, uh, which was in silos, and how to blend them and merge them to be able to best service the customer. And operational is several facets. It's how the operations in your store works or in your warehouse and how to train the associates. To begin merging these areas, Cantrell recommends task forces with marketers, merchandisers, and IT staff all working together on small projects. She also stressed that larger retailers are sometimes guilty of saying the customer is the focus without changing organizational structure to reflect it. If you're comfortable having your best customer sitting in all of your meetings and you're comfortable with everything you say, you know you're doing it right. Second, retailers need to get focused. For larger companies, make sure corporate expectations for omnichannel are in line with readiness to execute. Otherwise, marketers could be on the hook for unachievable results. Smaller companies can also benefit from the same advice, while also acknowledging that deciding where to invest scarce resources may be the priority consideration. One place to start is e-commerce, said Adam Silverman, one of Forrester's principal analysts. In this role, Silverman serves e-business and channel strategy professionals. At the Big Show 2015, he said exposing inventory online is one of the fastest ways to get a return on investment. Companies should ensure accurate amounts and assortments of inventory are easily visible to both customers and employees. 
That way, consumers aren't trying to order out-of-stock items, and employees can better manage the customer experience. Silverman also said only 19% of customers feel sales associates are the best source of information, which leads us to my third point, data. I spoke to Satish Mehta, Vice President of Enterprise Data at Staples, about how retailers should use data to target customers tastefully. Here's what he had to say. Yeah, we're bringing all the data that from order management system, we are bringing all the emails and, and transactional and interactional data, chats data, all that into a big data clusters, and then combining and stitching it together on those Hadoop technologies as well as using Teradata and uh, you know some of the old legacy systems like DB2-based data warehouses. We're bringing all that together on technology and then showing it through a very palatable, very consumable UI to our customer support guys, to our uh, sales guys, account management guys, so that you know they can immediately target the customer in a, in a tasteful way, per se, and, and not in an intrusive way. We'll dig deeper into tasteful ways to target customers in a second. And for listeners who aren't masters of the technical side of marketing, Meta is saying retailers need to consolidate data and serve it through user interfaces to customer-facing and non-customer-facing employees. In the podcast notes on our website, you'll find images of the employee user interfaces that Nespresso, the coffee giant, presented at National Retail Federation's Big Show 2015. I recommend you check them out. But what if your company isn't at Staples' level of data management? The first step is sorting out master data, according to Meta. The first thing that they need to do is they need to sort out the the master data management on the customer side. And based on that master data, they kind of have to figure out how do we get all the POS data, all the online data into one single data store, which could be federated data store and and could be a bunch of collection of different technologies. But how do you bring all that data into one place and then start leveraging it? I think that's a key. Meta's advice flows into our fourth big takeaway. Empower your analysts. Stacy Allister, chairman and CEO of the Women's Tennis Association, spoke at the conference about the role of analysts in sports marketing. At the end of the day, it'll be really investing, we talked about in the green room, analysts, people who know how to understand this data and translate this data to how we do engage with fans. We're all sports people. I came from sport, and that's what a lot of our front offices look like, and there's a transformation going to go on in our industry of real IT, young, data-driven, they're going to be the ones who will help us, one customer at a time. In my opinion, everyone should have a hand in being a data analyst. This means hiring and training employees at all levels and across all customer touch points to use data to inform interaction. That extends to everyone, from in-store sales associates to call center reps to your director of marketing analytics. Some companies have implemented this strategy successfully. I spoke with Nathan Stern, senior marketing director at BevMo, which sells alcoholic beverages. He said his company has four key ways to engage customers at each touch point. The the first of those being centralized customer view, getting all of our disparate data into the one place so we can have a single view of the customer and their interactions with us. The second would be actionable segmentation, uh, really breaking our customer groups up into things that we can actually use, what they're buying, when they're buying, when they're visiting us. Thirdly um, is 
testing and learning uh, and making sure that every campaign is smarter than the last. So we're consistently learning using control groups, what works, what doesn't work, so we can improve ROI. And then last but not least, surprising and delighting in big ways and in little ways. So we're always relevant to our customers. An example of that would be an automated upsell campaign that we do with a lot of our key suppliers. So um, for example, with Jack Daniels, um, when customers who purchase that who haven't previously tried the, the higher mark product of Gentleman Jack, they automatically get an email with information about Gentleman Jack Daniels, why it costs a little bit more, but why it's worth it, and an offer for them to try it and see if they like it. Like Tennis's Alistair, and Staples Meta, Stern is stressing how data consolidation, presentation, and consumption all come together to power seamless, personalized, omni-channel experiences. The final tip I'll offer today is a stellar piece of advice from David Dorff, Senior Director of Technology Strategy at Oracle Retail. His advice is to use technology to be the butler, not the stalker. There's, there's the in-store and there's the online. On the in-store side, um, one of the things that's really come to fruition is using BLE beacons to actually target customers within the store. And one of the key principles to that is really to be the butler and not the stalker. So a butler's there to be helpful, uh, friendly, um, gives you what you need at the time that you need it, as opposed to that stalker that's constantly spamming you and knows too much about you. Dorf said the key to the butler strategy is reaching customers with a relevant offer at the exact time they want to buy something. But it doesn't end there. It's not about giving away margin. So retailers don't want to just give away coupons on the things that you always buy anyway. It's really about moving you to new categories, to increasing your basket size, to making you aware of new products that that retailer has to offer. So how are other organizations leveraging that Butler strategy? R.B. Harrison, Chief Omnichannel Officer at Macy's, provides insight into their approach. We're trying to put the customer in the center of all of our decisions. She's shopping in an increasingly integrated manner between our digital channels and our store channels. And we're working to try to really make that a seamless experience for her so that we can take care of her, no matter how she wants to shop, online, in-store, mobile, and most importantly, when there's a convergence of all of them. Where you want to share information with us, we're going to try to give you a more contextually relevant experience. Harrison also said Macy's invests heavily in mobile. He said it's key to connecting their shoppers to products and information. At the same time, mobile technology empowers their sales associates to better service customers in-store. In terms of mobile, Parag Marath, team president of the San Francisco 49ers, said they created an app to engage fans who come watch the 49ers play at Levi Stadium. They made the app frictionless, and 50% of the fans at each game are opting in to use it for up to an hour. At the end of the day, Omnichannel is all about showing customers you understand them by providing valuable, in-context advice and offers on the customer's terms. Macy's R.B. Harrison summed this up nicely at the Big Show 2015. I think it's really to focus on the customer and to recognize that customer isn't just transacting with you in one spot. She is being influenced by the competition. She's being influenced by uh, what you do, both digitally and in-store. And if you don't look at her holistically, you're going to miss major components and you're, someone else is going to go after that customer. And there you have it, five steps to omni-channel success. To recap, first, assess your company's omni-channel maturity. Second, harness the potential of data. Third, 
help employees consume and interpret data. Fourth, empower your employees with user interfaces. And finally, be the butler and not the stalker. Omnichannel is complicated and it can be very expensive. So get focused, prioritize, and take it on in manageable phases. Don't forget to Facebook or tweet us with your comments. I'd love to hear your experiences with omni-channel marketing. Thanks very much. Have a great week.